Father Kelly, my dear brother priests and deacons, and all my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord. Once again, I should like to thank Father Kelly for inviting me to celebrate the Mass of the Holy Spirit and to pray with you that God will pour out his abundant grace and blessings on the administration, faculty, staff, and students of Harvard University in the St. Paul Choir School as you begin a new academic year. As I was preparing last Monday my homily, I came across an article entitled, Some Hard Truths About Secular Colleges. I found the title of the article intriguing, so I continued to read on. In one sentence early in the article that caught my attention was the following. The statement was made by a Jennifer Frey, a professor of philosophy at the Secular University of South Carolina, who promotes a multidisciplinary dialogue about virtue and goodness among her faculty colleagues. And this was the statement that caught my attention. My own vision of what a university is or should be is inspired by the Catholic intellectual tradition in which it originally came to be. Because a university in its essence is a community of scholars and students who seek truth together as a common good for its own sake. The Catholic intellectual tradition relies on the interplay of faith and reason as fundamental to the pursuit of truth. A truth that will make us free free to pursue as a lifelong vocation the attainment of a love for all that is good, beautiful, and true. The late and beloved Pope St. John Paul II, who was, as you know, a brilliant philosopher and theologian, wrote a masterful and cynical letter about the relationship between faith and reason. And he described that essential relationship in these words. Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. And God has placed in the human heart a desire to know the truth, in a word which is to say, to know himself. As you obviously well know, that the motto of Harvard University is veritas. And I was also delighted to learn that the motto of the Harvard Catholic Center is veritas Christo Ecclesiae, the truth of Christ and of the church. But my dear friends, let us be honest this morning. The traditional intellectual esteem for truth, for truth's sake, has fallen upon difficult times throughout Western culture in general and here in the United States in particular. Indeed, in many academic and cultural quarters, as you know, the very existence of objective truth is radically called into question, as is the intellectual and moral need to discern and embrace the truth so as to, li so as to live lives that are authentically human and authentically free. And what has resulted from this so-called hermeneutic of suspicion about even the possibility of attaining objective truth? What has this done to the common good of society? 
What it has done, I would suggest this morning, is to leave in its wake a pervasive, widespread, intellectual and moral relativism. When I visit my Catholic schools from elementary up to high school and college in the Diocese of Worcester, I always tell my students this. I tell them that there is a profoundly important difference between being highly educated with several degrees in one's scholarly portfolio and being truly wise. Allow me to return to our second liturgical reading this morning taken from the letter of St. James to explain what I mean. As you remember, the Apostle James wrote the following words. Wisdom from above is first of all innocent. It is peaceable, lenient, docile, rich in sympathy, and kindly deeds are the fruits of wisdom. In our Catholic theological tradition, wisdom is one of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Catholic receives in power when he or she receives the sacrament of confirmation. In my 43 years as a priest and bishop, I have had the privilege, an extraordinary privilege, to meet many wise men and women, some who are highly educated and quite professionally successful. And I've met others who have a basic education. But what these different types of people have in common is that they have a co-natural affinity to know the truth and to do the good. And as a result, my dear friends, they live very happy, fulfilling lives with peace of mind and serenity of heart. You know, we sometimes lose historical perspective on the human condition and think that we are living in a time and in a culture that have lost their intellectual and moral compass. When we think that we are the first people to call into, the question, call into question the reality of truth, we should just go back to the Passion account on Good Friday of St. John about the trial of Jesus. He's standing before Pontius Pilate, the Roman council who has the power to put him to death. And when Jesus tells Pilate that he has come into the world to testify to the truth, Pilate scornfully retorts, what is truth? Of course, the supreme irony of that interaction is that Jesus, the truth of God made flesh, is standing right in front of Pilate. And he's too blind to recognize the truth. For as Jesus himself told us, he and he alone is the way the truth and the life. Recently, a Christian scholar, you may know his name, Rod Dreher, wrote a book that has, been, has a fascinating title. And the title is, Live Not by Lies. The greatest lie of all time was told to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden by the devil. If you eat the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, you'll be like God. But the truth of the matter is, my friends, that there is only one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we are his creatures, made in his image and likeness, and called to spend an eternity in heaven 
with the most blessed Trinity. The truth is that Jesus Christ is the Lord of history and the only Savior of the world. The truth is that Jesus Christ has promised to remain with the Holy Catholic Church until the end of time, and that even the gates of hell will not prevail against her. And the wonderful truth is that in a few moments on this altar, the bread and wine will become the body and blood of Christ, and we will have the extraordinary gift to receive Holy Communion, the bread of angels. My friends, how good it is for us to be here. Yes, my friends, we do not live by lies. We live in the truth who is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. And to him and to him alone be all the glory and the honor forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.